In the name of Jesus, amen. When we speak of love and we speak of Holy Scripture, we are naturally drawn to St. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he describes love in words that many of us remember by heart. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love keeps no record of wrongs. These three abide, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Beautiful words, no doubt. But I would urge you as Christians to find room in your heart for the words of St. John in 1 John 4. Culturally, 1 John 4 is never going to take the place of 1 Corinthians 13, but maybe it ought to. Where do you hear 1 Corinthians 13 read most often? You hear it at weddings, right? Which is fine. It's a great text to read at a wedding because we want husband and wife to love one another, right? As love is described by St. Paul. The challenge with the love, though, that Paul is talking about, it's not romantic love. And maybe that's why it's good at a wedding because apart from romantic love, a husband and a wife... Well, they need to love one another as brother and sister in Christ. But you have to come away from 1 Corinthians 13, Paul's words about love, understanding that the one whose love is always patient and kind and keeps no record of wrongs and never fails, that love is the love of God. His love is the love that is unmatched by anything else. A lot of people miss that in 1 Corinthians 13. You can't miss it in 1 John chapter 4. In this is love, John writes, not that we have loved God, or that husbands have loved wives, or that wives have loved their husbands, or parents have loved their kids, or Christians have loved one another. That's not where we find love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us. Ah, that is where we find love. That God has loved us. That God has loved you. And sent His Son to be The propitiation for our sins. Oh, that's a word, isn't it? Propitiation. A sacrifice. Not just any sacrifice. A sacrifice that atones for us. A sacrifice that turns God's wrath and anger away from us. We do know enough of our Bibles to know that God is just and God is holy and God is righteous. He is a God 
to be feared. He's not a God we would love on our own, that's for sure. Left to our own devices, left to our own sin, our own guilt and our own shame, our own failings that we know reside within the core of us, who can stand before God in such a way? No, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. You see, the Christian gospel speaks of a love that begins with us receiving it. A love that God gives to you. A love that he shows you. We know that that's a good kind of love, don't we? A love that is more than words. And so it is with God, who not only speaks his word of love to us in Holy Scripture, but gives us his own son. And that's what we find in the word of Scripture, isn't it? We find Jesus crucified for our sins, an atoning sacrifice, the very heart of the Christian faith that Jesus bled and suffered and died for you and for me. The sacrifice that means our God doesn't look on us in wrath. He does not look on us in judgment. He does not look on us to send us to everlasting hell. He looks on you in love. How do you know? Because Christ Jesus has died for you. And that is the entire reason that your God is a God of love. Not just a God of love, but as John so beautifully reminds us, God is love. As long as there has been God, there has been love. In the beginning was God who created the heavens and the earth. As John says in his gospel, in the beginning was the Word. And we know that in the very beginning, before the beginning, from eternity, God has been love. He is love and remains love for you. Love that cannot be understood unless it's received. And this is love, not that, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. Love from the very, very beginning. Love begins with the one who was there from the beginning. Love found in Jesus Christ. The one who goes into the garden on the Mount of Olives and prays to his Father, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus goes forth to his cross that night from the Garden of Gethsemane to do the Father's will. It is the Father's will that the Son would die 
That the Son would suffer and bleed for the sins of the world. That he would suffer and bleed for you. That is love. The world struggles to understand it. The world certainly can't replicate it. Because love is as old and ancient and everlasting as God himself. Love is what God bids you to come and receive. That you in turn would love one another. This is the Christian faith, dear brothers and sisters, that we receive love. Certainly we receive love from God in our daily provision of food and shelter and clothing and the things we need from day to day. But more than that, we receive love in the word our God gives us. The bread and wine that deliver to us the very body and blood of he who is love in human flesh, Christ our Lord. Love that's delivered to us in life that never, ever ends. God is love. Jesus Christ is the proof, the propitiation, the sacrifice that gives you, dear Christian, the assurance and the confidence tonight and for always that your God loves you. You need not fear your God. You can call him Father and know that his love for you never ends because it's who he is. God grant us joy to live in that love tonight and always and spread that love to the world around us. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.